0: Today is Friday, April the 15th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast. On the internet, on today's show, I break down tomorrow night's Garnet and Black Spring Game as South Carolina football officially wraps up spring practice for 2022. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety, including top storylines, players to watch for, who I think tomorrow night's spring game standout will be, and I'll also talk what I'm most looking forward to and what I most want to see from the spring game, both offensively and defensively for the Gamecocks. Also, guys, we do have news and notes, including the first over. Over under win total, released by our friends over at WinBets. Guys, I'll talk that. Also, we have your listener questions on a football-heavy show as we get you ready for the Garnet and Black Spring game tomorrow night at williams Bryce Stadium. Guys, all that and more. And, of course, it's all brought to you by our friends over at the Spurs Up Show store. Guys, TSUS.store, the best Steam Cox merchandise on the internet be sure to stay tuned all our latest drops including t-shirts tank tops long sleeves hoodies pullovers koozies stickers flags you name it we got it everything you need to satisfy your Gamecocks merchandise needs so again guys that's TSUS.store, TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet let's get it (laughs) like a Saturday night under the lights at Williams-Brice Stadium. And for the first time in what feels like a long time, Gamecock fans will all come together once again and experience South Carolina football in what should be an electric atmosphere for the 2022 Garnet and Black Spring Game. Folks, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Show as always, and that's what we're going to discuss and dive into here on today's show. A huge, huge podcast as we break down the Garnet and Black Spring Game, all the festivities taking place tomorrow night. I can tell you what, guys, if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I am fired up. Of course, this weekend has been nicknamed Big Gamecock Weekend, and man, the energy, the buzz, the excitement, it's at an all-time high as we get ready for toe-to-meet leather yet again at wiggins Bryce Stadium. Doesn't matter that it's a spring game. Doesn't matter that it's a quote-unquote glorified scrimmage. The fact that football will be played tomorrow night, the fact that we get to enter williams Bryce Stadium, once again, the first time in a few months, feels so good to know that we get our first glimpse at what this 2022 football team will look like. Again, guys, hope you're having a fantastic start to your week, and appreciate you all, tuning and I hope the show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing. Guys, again, we've got a lot to dive into. Before we do, though, really quickly, many of you have been asking about the plans for tomorrow. So, We are not throwing any sort of organized TSUS tailgate or anything like that, guys. After careful consideration, there's just so much going on in the city. I've got family coming in town, friends coming in town, all types of events and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, you know what? Let's just all take it in together. So the plan for tomorrow will be this. Yours truly will be at the baseball game at 1 o'clock as Sal kind of takes on Ole Miss in game three of that series. After that game has concluded, we will be heading over to Williams-Brice Stadium and specifically... Gamecock Park. Again, I know many of you, many of you have reached out to me in regards to your tailgates and what you have going on. I'm sure I'm going to see many of you out there. I'm going to have the GoPro on me as well. We're bringing back the vlog content, going to be getting all that content. Of course, content going to be bleeding out of the eyeballs this weekend. So again, very excited and looking forward to just hanging out with you guys at the tailgate. Of course, our good friend Patrick Davis, he's putting on a concert as well. I think that takes place around 5 o'clock or so, and then we'll head into williams Bright Stadium around. 615-ish, I think I'd probably say, to The alumni game's also at six weeks. So we might actually go in at 6 o'clock and watch my good buddy Stephen Garcia and many, many, many others play in that game as well. Um, but again, going to be a really, really fun day in the city of dreams. But just wanted to let you guys know there is no sort of organized TSUS tailgate I'm just going to be kind of free-roaming all over, which, again, should be a lot of fun because I cannot wait, man. I absolutely cannot wait to interact with and hang out with so many great Gamecocks. So many of you have reached out to me and let me know that you plan on being in Columbia South Carolina tomorrow. It is going to be a fantastic day, going to be electric. I think the weather should cooperate for us. So, again, absolutely cannot wait to hang out with you guys this weekend. And on that note, let's go ahead and dive into it because, like guys, like I said, we've got a ton to discuss and a ton to get into as we break down the 2022 Garnet and Black Spring Game kickoff set for 7 o'clock tomorrow night at williams Bryce Stadium as South kind of concludes spring practice for the 2022 calendar year. Of course, guys, if you cannot be there, the game is being streamed on SEC Network Plus. And yes, guys, I understand the game is a night game at williams Bryce Stadium, but None of the other spring games are being televised. The only one that's being televised on a major network is Georgia, and, guys, they won the national championship. So that is the reason you don't see the game on a bigger network. But either way, you can watch the game. If you cannot be in Columbia, you can watch the game on SEC Network+. Plus. And we're going to start, guys, specifically on the field, talking top storylines, things I'm most looking forward to. And, of course, when you talk top storylines, you have to start with, I think, What is the point of the spring game? What are we most going to get out of the spring game? I think the number one thing and the thing that fans are most looking forward to, and again, I think rightfully so, is just the first look at especially the newcomers and and the new players. And certainly, guys, right off the top of the dome, you think about quarterback Spencer Rattler. Anytime you add a big-time quarterback, you add a five-star guy, you add a guy with the talent and the capabilities that he has – It is going to be a major talking point, and it is going to generate a lot of buzz around your program. But he's not the only one. Again, you think of Spencer Rattler. You think of Christian Beal Smith from Wake Forest. You think of Terrell Dawkins from NC State. You think of Antoine Wells from James Madison, who's generated as much buzz as anybody in the preseason, right? You think of Devonnie Reed on the defensive side and all the freshmen as well, Braden Davis at the quarterback position. Again, all these newcomers, all these new faces, getting to actually see these guys in the uniform, see these guys in the jersey, see them on the field contributing for South again, you know, going through spring ball, we've seen all the pictures, we've seen the videos, all that good stuff. But again, anytime the spring game, really what it's built for is a night for the fans or a day for the fans, whenever the spring game is for you guys, for all of us to get a look at these new players. And again, just a glimpse of what South football might look like this fall. But again, of course, it's all led by Spencer Rattler. Um, A bunch of those other new guys. When I just cannot wait to see those dudes because there's some guys on our team right now, guys. It's like, you almost still have to pinch yourself. Like, dude, Spencer Rattler's on our roster. Like, some of these guys, we actually... Have them. And again, it speaks to the hard work and the great things that Shane Beamer is doing in Columbia. But getting that first look at the newcomers, I know that's something, whether it be transfers, freshmen, I'm really excited about. And I know you guys are excited about as well. Now, specifically with the game, and guys, by the way, if you did not realize this, Shane Beamer speaking earlier in the week, this is not going to be like last year, where because of depth issues, right, you weren't able to have a real game. You were not able to have a real game due to the depth issues that you suffered in the first season. So this will be actually four quarters. Shame we're not specify how long the quarters will be. I don't think they're going to be 15 minutes, but it's actually going to be a four quarter game. The teams have been selected, both Garnet and Black, and I'm sure they're going to do as good a job as they can to split the teams up evenly, but it's going to be a real game. So On the field, you got to start on the offensive side. For me, the progression of the offense overall. And again, I will say this, and this is something I have in my notes for a little bit later in regards to talking top storylines. How much can you really take away from a spring game? Because, guys, I talked about this earlier in the week, and I will repeat it yet again. I will say it yet again. You can't really draw conclusions from a spring game, right? I mean, if the offense does well, does it mean the defense isn't good and vice versa? If the defense does really well, does it mean the offense is a good? So you're going to drive yourself batty. You're going to drive yourself crazy trying to draw conclusions. With that being said, though, certainly there are things we want to see. And I think. As you return Marcus Satterfield his second year, right after the issues you had last year, finishing 116th in the country in offense, we want to see some progression on the offensive side. Now, I don't want to see the offense just tear up the defense, and you know, and and Spencer Rattler throw for 500 yards, and our defense just look pathetic. But we want to see some some some. What's the word I'm looking for? We, we want to see some consistency out of the offense. We want to see it, you know, look like a well-oiled machine to a degree. How about the offensive line giving our quarterback some time? How about some run game showing its face? How about, you know, some looking like you have a clue in the passing game? Just overall progression of the offense and these, these newcomers, if you will, and some of these, these guys that are coming back that are going to serve as your weapons on the offensive side. Do we see that progression, especially, again, with a new quarterback? Because, again, you've got a lot of new pieces on the offensive side. You do. And pieces that you feel should be upgrades. So, again, while I don't just want to see the offense run all over the defense all night long, although it would serve, uh, it would be pretty fun to watch, but, I do want to see this offense come out and look like a well-oiled machine. I want to see this offense look like it has a game plan and just simply be able to execute. Again, I, I doubt the game plan is going to be anything extravagant or over the top. You know, are they going to run the entire playbook? Most likely not, but I do want to see, I think we all want to see just those improvements, like noticeable improvements, things running smoothly. Let it look like a smooth operation, if you will. It doesn't mean you just run rough shot over the defense and our defense looks pathetic, but you definitely want to see the offense do some positive things, especially with a new quarterback. You've got those quarterbacks beyond Spencer Rattler, which is actually my next talking point. You've got new players at running back, got new players at receiver. You know, you're going to have Austin Stogner come in. Um, so, again, you want to see the offense. Show progression. You want to see the offense. You want to see they've made improvements. You'd like to see them make strides because, as we all know, guys, coming into the spring, going into the fall, the offense is going to be the question. The offense is going to be the question. You finished 116th last year in offense, right? And you add in Rattler, what are you going to get out of him? How much better can he make his teammates around him? That's what I really want to see on the offensive side. Again, really excited to see that. Like I said, While you can't draw conclusions from the spring game, I think you can see glimpses. I think you can get sort of an idea of, okay, well, it looks like that might be a strength for us. Oh, that's going to be something we need to work on. We need to continue to build. So I'm excited to see just how much progression the offense has made. And like I said, hey, it's a big year for Marcus Satterfield, guys. you got to show improvement. you got to be able with the pieces you've added to – you know, dare I say, be an explosive offense this fall. I'm really just excited to get a glimpse of that and what it looks like with a new QB1 at the helm. Speaking of quarterbacks, guys, another one of my top storylines is, you know, I know we love talking Spencer Rattler, and I do as well, obviously. But I think this is a huge year and a huge season in regards to the development of that position. Beyond Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer taught going into the spring game that it sounds like Luke Doty is actually QB two and he will be the second quarterback to take reps, which I know many fans are scratching their heads saying, God, I thought Braden Davis was going to overtake him or, or Colton Gothier. I thought Tanner Bailey might come in this fall and overtake him, but it sounds like Luke Doty is QB two right now. Either way. I want to see, and I know, I know you guys want to see Spencer Rattler play the majority of the snaps this fall, but. On the flip side, too, we know Spencer Rattler's a one-year deal. We get that, right? We get he is. Ideally, your season goes like this. You have a successful year. He has a successful year. He puts up some good numbers, and he's going to the NFL draft. That is the plan for Spencer Rattler. Well, a year from right now, guys, you're going to be finding yourself scrambling at quarterback. Who's our guy? Who has emerged? And so continuing to develop that position, I think it is huge. And certainly they know that. This isn't anything the coaching staff doesn't already know because they think years ahead in regards to recruiting and and who they're going to have and what rosters are going to look like and all that. But I'm excited to see the other guys outside of Spencer Rattler. Again, how much more improved or how much improved does Luke Doty look? How much how good does Braden Davis look as a true freshman? You know, what does Colton Gothier show you? Has he improved at all? And just what is the competition like at QB two? Because again, QB one settled. We all know that. What is the competition like behind him? Because you do have talent in that room. And Tanner Bailey's not even on campus yet. Again, I know we're all high on Braden Davis. We've heard great things out of him. He's got that athleticism. Um Fantastic player and a winner from the state of Delaware, Colton Gothier, has he made any strides? And like I said, Luke Doty, who was a guy last year, highly criticized. I was obviously someone who, you know, supported Doty, what have you, but certainly he needs to make strides and improvements, especially when it comes to throwing the football. So what is the development of that position and what does the quarterback position look like beyond Spencer rattler guys sticking on the offensive side a lot of storylines of the offense because again I think it's the big question mark you know you felt like defensively last year we were good it was offense that gave us all the trouble um looking at the running back position and I'm not sure even all of these guys will play I think that's something too guys it's something to watch for in a storyline is like who sits out because Shane Beaver indicated it might be double-digit guys I don't think you're going to see players like Jaheim Bell I think Juju McDowell might not play. Dak Joyner might not play. EJ Jenkins is another one they talked about. But specifically at the running back position, I know that before spring ball, heck, we talked about position battles and which positions to look for and stuff like that. Again, can't necessarily draw conclusions from a spring game, but it can serve as a good indicator of at least least who's in the lead at certain positions coming out of spring ball. When it comes to the running back position, of course, Marshawn Lloyd going to partake in his first spring game since he stepped foot on campus, which is absolutely crazy to think about. Of course, he lost uh, his first spring game due to COVID, lost his second due to injury. So he's finally on the field for a spring game. Guys, a guy that I'm so excited about, Christian Beale-Smith, the transfer from Wake Forest, he will be in this game as well. You think about Labossia Caro, who I feel like has almost been a forgotten guy. The transfer from Georgia, certainly there's a transition for him because he was a defensive back at UGA, was a top running back at a high school. How can he factor in? Again, does Juju McDowell play? Hey, we've heard good things about Rashad Amos as well. After losing Kevin Harris and Zaquandre White, does someone at least coming out of spring ball, do they, do they emerge and show themselves as the leader in the clubhouse for RB1? Because, again, guys, hey, depth's a great thing, right? It, it's awesome to have all these guys, but they're not all going to play. Bottom line, they're not all. You, you need to know who your number one guy is. You need to know at least who your one-two punch is. So who are the guys? Is there anyone that separates themselves Um, you know, in regards to leader in the clubhouse for that position, leader in the clubhouse for the RB1 role, just really excited to see that position group because, again, you know, even with the addition of Spencer Rattler, guys, this is a group that's going to depend on the run game. You're going to depend on the run game, run the football, stop the run. That's what it comes down to. Is there someone that's going to emerge as that top dude at the running back position, guys? I could go on and on and on in regards to the offensive side, but I'm going to save some of that because my players to watch where I'm going to dive heavy into some of the other guys I want to talk about. Switching over. Up- over to defense. When it comes to the top storylines, the man who's really been the most talked about on that side of the ball, you know, during the uh, during spring practice, if you will, and that is Cam Smith. And, and I talked about this going in a spring ball. Who steps up as a leader on that side of the football? Who steps up? Well, I want to see Cam Smith be that dude. You know, we've seen this week, Pro Football Focus talking about ranking their defensive backs, and Cam Smith taking exception to it, saying there's nobody better than me. I'm the best. I like that. I I like that attitude. I like that sense of, you know, I I don't want to, I don't know if arrogance is the right word, but that confidence that he's exuding. I like that. It's been a while since we had dudes talk like that, really publicly, at least. The way he interacts with his teammates, the way that Cam Smith leads on the defensive side tomorrow night. And again, it's just a spring game, but. This dude's a veteran now. Like, this is supposed to be his defense. Bottom line, this should be Cam Smith's defense. You don't have J.J. Barr anymore. Cam Smith is the old guy in the room. So, I want to see him continue to develop. We all know his talent speaks for itself. We all saw it last year. Can we see Cam Smith, though, just even in this game, show himself as the true leader of this defense? Because I know his play, his play is going to set the tone. His play is going to set the example for sure. But, that vocal guy, uh, again, DJ Swearinger's in town this weekend. Can he be sort of, I'm not even saying to that level, but just emerging as a true leader of the South kind of defense. You need that guy to set the tone for you. Um, another big, another big storyline defensively, guys, for me, you know, just the run defense as a whole. Are, are there any positive signs in regards to run defense? And again, this is going to be something that's going to be so hard to tell because, hey, if, if the run defense is great, oh, my God, is the offensive line terrible? You know, if we're just running all over defensive line. It's like, oh, my God, can we not stop the run again? So that's what makes this really tricky. But, you know, you lose J.J. and Igbari, and you lose Jabari Ellis, and, and we all know the run defense was the problem last year, right? And we had Brad Lowing on the show, and he told me, Chris, don't brag about your past defense being top 10 because all you're telling people is you can't stop the run. And you look at the stats. I mean, that was true. We could not stop the run last year. And when it comes to beating the Georgias, the A&Ms, the Clemsons, the Tennessees, heck, the Kentuckys, the Arkansas, you're going to have to do a better job of running the football and stopping the run. Is there just anything You can take away from this game tomorrow night that's a positive sign in run defense. I'm looking for guys like Jordan Birch. I'm looking for guys like Zach Pickens. I'm looking for guys like Jordan Strong. Hey, I'm looking for guys like TJ Sanders, Rick Sanders. I don't know how much he'll play, but I'm looking for him. I'm looking for Tonka Hemingway to step up and be a dude. I'm looking for Keem Green to step up and be a dude. Are are there any positive signs? Again, I know spring games – are really tough for defense and I, I've talked to defensive coaches before and they say they hate spring games you know what I mean because the defenses are so limited and most coaches they do want offenses to have success and it, it's sort of a balancing act because again you don't want your offense to just rack up six seven eight hundred yards of offense and demoralize the confidence of your defense but you also don't want your offense to look terrible and you know your fans we're showing up for a show right we're, we're showing up for a production so It's a balancing act, if you will, but just those athletes up front, do do we get any positive signs of, hey, there's at least indication that the run defense is going to be improved this year? And it was so porous a year ago, I don't know how it wouldn't be improved, but are there any sorts of positive signs in the run game and specifically the run defense? Uh, Guys, in the big storyline, this applies to offense, defense, special teams, everything, and that is just the evolution of roles on both offense – and defense for South Carolina. Again, you think about the different players, and I know Juju McDowell might not play. I know Dak Joyner might not play. But, uh, you know, just some other guys, Luke Doty, for example, or on the defensive side, these newcomers, Terrell Dawkins, Devani Reed, you know, what Mokaba is doing for you, Debo Williams. What type of roles? Again, can't draw conclusions, but I think we can get an early indication of, You know, is that guy going to be a big-time player? Is he going to play a lot for us this year? Is he going to contribute? Is he going to be able to help us in special teams? Is he going to be able to help us, you know, more so catching passes or running the football or, or or whatever it might be? So, again, just the evolution of those roles, how these guys fit into the puzzle that is the 2022 football team, and how can they help you going into the fall and going into this season? Um Other big storylines, guys, and again, these are more so off the field, but certainly, I mean, you got to talk about the fact that it's a night game at Williams-Brice Stadium. And really, guys, again, what the spring game is, okay? Because you do hear things like it's a glorified scrimmage. And while that's not wrong, and I've certainly said it before as well, let's not make light of the fact of what it is. It's a night for the fans. Tomorrow night is for us. Tomorrow night is for you guys. It's a chance for Shane Beamer this coaching staff, this team, and this university to show off the all the great and positive things that are going on in Columbia South kind of with the football program. Certainly there's going to be recruits in the building and Shane Beamer has urged Gamecock Nation to come out and I'm urging you all to come out. I understand it's Easter weekend. I understand it's a night game. I understand you can sit at home and watch it on TV, but if you can come out, guys, it's a free event. You don't need a ticket right? And hey, if this gives you the motivation you need, Clemson put 36000 in their stadium for the spring game. I do not want to hear for the next couple of months about how Clemson had a greater attendance for their spring game than we did when our game is at night, and we've been making such a big deal of it. So, it's a night for us, guys. It's a night for us to get a glimpse at our favorite football team, a night for us to get a glimpse at the team that we all love so much, to you know, celebrate a successful spring ball for the players, for the coaches, for everyone involved, and also display to recruits that, you know what? Hey, we are passionate. We are loyal. We love the University of South Carolina. We love this football team. We embrace this coaching staff. We wrap our arms around these guys. This is is just one of the many reasons you should come here and play your college football. So again, guys, a night game at Wiggins Bryce stadium, so many great game cocks coming together. I can't wait to see all the fans out there. And again, it truly is a night for the fans. Final storyline guys is this, and I posed this earlier, but I'm going to say it again is how much can we really take on the spring game? I, I say all of that to say this. And it's funny that I'm saying this, right? Because I'm someone that thrives off of the commentary, the banter. And I'm telling you all this, and we're going to have commentary. We're going to have banter. We just love our team so much. I'm so passionate about it. You're so passionate about it. It's inevitable. But let's all do our best to understand that, again, it is a scrimmage. It, It is. And just because something happens in the spring game, it does not make it a fact it does not make it for certain that that's going to happen in the fall that that certain player belongs in this position again it's a fun talking point for sure and it gives us something to dive into and dissect and you know for yours truly create content around for the next four months or so but let's all just keep in mind and remember hey what are the goals of the spring game what are you most looking forward to you can tell me i'd love to hear it but keeping in mind that it is a spring game. And like I said, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if the offense does really well, oh my God, does the defense suck? If the defense does really well, oh my God, does the offense suck? So that's really the job of Shane Beamer is to, because again, you know, they want to put on a show They, I, you know, nobody wants to go to the spring game and it's seven to three. You know, I don't want to look at, I don't want to experience. I don't want to watch that, but I also don't want to go and it's 63 to 50 and our defense is basically just like, just can't stop anybody out there. So that's the job of, of, of Shane Beamer you know, giving the fans, giving us what we want, if you will, and and putting together a a damn good show at night at Willie B under the lights for us all. But uh, really guys enjoy it. That's what I'll say. Just enjoy it again. Enjoy seeing the guys in the garnet and black. It's going to be so much fun and so awesome to see these dudes, especially, like I said, the newcomers that, you know, we're going to get our first glimpse at, you know, all we've seen is these pictures and these video and whatever. And this is really for most of us going to be, the first opportunity to see this football team, the first time we've ever seen a lot of these guys wearing the garnet and black. And it's going to be an absolute blast really to be back in Williams, Bright stadium with a bunch of great game as well. Guys, let's dive into on that note, players to watch for the top five guys. I'm most excited to see tomorrow night at Williams, Bryce stadium. And guys, number one, you got to start with Spencer Rattler. I mean, <laughs> how could you start with anybody else? Um, you know, he, he moves the needle. Really, he is the needle. I mean, Spencer Rattler, when, when you have a quarterback, you have a chance. And when you have a guy like Spencer Rattler under center, when you have a guy like Spencer Rattler leading your football team, it just changes everything. You know, South Carolina could have added all these other pieces they've added, but if they didn't add Rattler, I can promise you the buzz and excitement, fair or unfair, would not be to the level that it is. So again, that was a national move. Again, we all recall back in December how we felt. And, you know, I remember going live and 2,000 people are on the live hearing yours truly in the reaction because everyone was so excited going crazy. Again, cannot wait to see this dude tomorrow night. Like I said, really, you know, see him as QB1. You know, this is a different scenario and a different situation than it was at Oklahoma. And he's been very open about that. You know, I don't think that the... The expectations, obviously, with the pressure. It's, it's nowhere near what it was in OU where, I mean, it's national championship bust, and that can certainly take a toll on a quarterback. That can certainly take a toll on a competitor. So, again, seeing Spencer Rattler, I'm excited to see him, you know, the way that he works with his teammates, the way he leads the offense, how he's able to make players around him better. Because, again, when you have a guy with that type of talent, they generally do that. So, again, just seeing seven in the garnet and black. Like I said, guys, I almost had to, like, pinch myself to be like, hey, Spencer Rattler's really the quarterback. Like, this is really a thing. It's really going to happen. So definitely excited to see the Gamecocks' new QB1, and I know we all are as well. Beamer Rattler 2022 is in full force tomorrow night at Willie B. Guys. The second player that I'm most excited to watch for, and I think you should be as well, is someone that has gotten damn near just as much buzz and excitement from his teammates, and you heard Luke Doty talk about him last week. Yes, wide receiver Antoine Wells Jr., the James Madison transfer. Very excited to see him on the field. Again, just the athleticism, the route running, you know, the big playability. We've heard a lot about this kid, obviously a record setter at the FCS level. Um, And we all think it's probably going to be Wells against Josh Van in regards to who is wide receiver one. But, I mean, how can you not be excited for this dude, man? You look at the numbers, what he did at James Madison. I understand it's not the SEC level, and certainly that's a question mark for him. But it's not like he was just a contributor there. Like this, again, this dude set records. And you look at his film and you look at, again, the athleticism and the tools that he has, this should certainly be one of Spencer Rattler's favorite targets. So, again, guys, I'm so excited to see what is the big playability like from a guy like Antoine Wells Jr. And what type of spark can he provide this Gamecocks offense? Guys, the third guy that I'm most excited to watch for, and I think you should be as well, and if you ask anyone around me Right. There's a couple of dudes I talked to off the record about South kind of football. And, you know, I, I got buddies, of course, that I talked just like you guys. I got buddies that I talk South kind of football with. And the dude that I have been raving about a lot when it comes to the running back position, you know, because everybody wants to talk who's going to be an RB1? You know, who's the dude out of the newcomers you're most excited about? Because we added like 17 running backs in the offseason. But I tell you what, man, I am so pumped to see Christian Beale Smith. And I tell you what, I really think he's the guy. I'm excited for Marshall. I'm excited for him all, right? But I tell you, you add a dude like a Christian Beale Smith who led Wake Forest in rushing. And this was a potent Wake Forest rushing attack. This was a potent Wake Forest offense. Like this wasn't just some, some average offense. We're talking about the dude that led them in rushing. I think adding that that veteran presence in the backfield, um, I think Beal Smith, again, he's a proven dude at the Power 5 level. And the competition is going to be only a great thing, by the way, at this position, guys. It's going to be a fantastic thing. Um, you got so many good players battling for reps. It's only going to make everybody better. Iron sharpens iron, as they say. But I tell you, Christian Beal Smith is the dude that I look at. Um, I, it would not shock me at all if he is RB1. It would, you know, again, he's done it before. He's been the bell cow. He's been the leader of a backfield. And so getting a first glimpse at him, his running style, how he fits in the offense, how he fits in with Spencer Rattler. I cannot wait to see Christian Beale smith tote the rock. Guys, the fourth player I'm most excited to watch for and I think you should be as well on the defensive side. The leader I think of this Gamecocks defense going the fall, that is defensive back Cam Smith. And again, my excitement really ratcheted up earlier this week when that PFF article came out and Cam Smith again, basically is saying, Hey, like I'm the best ranking anybody else to get ahead of me. That's bullshit. I'm the best. So, okay. I like, I like the swagger young man. I, I like the confidence. Let's see it on the field. Let me see it on the field. Is this the next great to defensive back? I certainly think he can be. He had a great year last year. I want to see him take that next step. No more Jalen Foster, right? You lose Jalen Foster. Can Cam Smith sort of fill in and be that shutdown dude? Hey, you lose those six interceptions that Jalen Foster gave you a year ago. I know it's probably going to be a little bit tougher because Cam's playing the corner. He's not playing safety. But can he assume the role as that big play guy for you on the defensive side? Again, I can't wait to just get a glimpse of his game and what he's doing and how he's evolving as a leader on that Gamecocks defense. And guys, the final player that I'm most excited to watch for you should be as well. I tell you, I think this dude had such a sneaky good year last year. And I know we talk a lot about Jordan Birch, We talk a lot about Zach Pickens. And I'm excited for those guys, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think almost at this point, I wonder, are those guys just are who they are? You know what I mean? Like, they're solid players. They're not really going to live up to that five-star billing. And I hate to say that, but, guys, it is what it is. They just haven't lived up to the hype. But I tell you, Jordan Strawn, guys, had a really sneaky good year transferring in from Georgia State. You know, I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit skeptical like, okay, you're going from Georgia State to South Carolina. It's going to be SEC competition. You know, are you going to be able to make that transition and be an impact player? I actually really like this kid's game a lot. And as you lose JJ and Igbari, I think a guy like Jordan Strong's really got an opportunity to step in, fill that role and be a big-time passer for you. I mean, he's got the body, he's got the length. You look at him, it's a typical NFL body. Um, I think his numbers could blow up this year. And again, getting a glimpse of that tomorrow night, I can't wait to see how he attacks the quarterback, how he rushes the quarterback. Can he also play in the run game as well? Can he play run defense? But Jordan Strawn, when you're talking that Gamecocks defensive line, that is a dude I'm really, really excited about. Like I said, I just think he has all the tools. I think he's got all the tools to be a big time player. He got his feet wet in SEC play last year. Really excited to see this dude tomorrow night and just see, can he wreak havoc in the backfield? Guys, let's move into who I think my spring game standout will be every single year. Every single spring game, there's a guy, that, a guy that flashes, a guy that makes a splash, a guy that is your MVP of the spring game, if you will. Who is that player going to be, right? And I actually called it last year, I believe. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think Zaquandre White was our MVP. But this guy also had a really, really good game. I said that a carry-on joiner would be the standout, and he did have a solid game, don't get me wrong, but Zaquandre White obviously went off in the spring game. but So it can be hard to predict, obviously, because you don't know exactly how much guys are going to play and situations and all that, but I tell you what, I think the dude, I got to go on record right now, my spring game standout for tomorrow night, I think on Sunday and I think on Monday's show, I think the dude that we're going to be talking about is wide receiver Antoine Wells Jr. I'm telling you guys, all that I've heard all through spring ball, everyone is so high on this kid. Heck, you heard it straight from Luke Doty. I think Antoine Wells is going to show off his athleticism. I think he's going to show off his speed. I think he's going to show off his quickness, his agility, his route running. I think he's going to show off why he was a record setter at James Madison. Again, I think this is a dude that's going to be one of Spencer Rattler's favorite targets all season long. And I think, I don't know how long they're going to play him. Right. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to show Duff too much in a spring game, but I'm excited to see. And I think they're going to give us a glimpse of just the type of playmaker he can be on the outside for South. Carolina. So, again, I think on Sunday, on Monday, when we talk again, I think Antoine Wells Jr. is going to be the standout. I think he's going to be the guy we're going to be talking about a lot and saying, oh boy, this is going to be a fun player to watch this fall. Guys, finally, let's move into what I want to see most. From tomorrow night's spring game, I'm going to talk offensively and defensively, right? What I most just want to see, right? Like I said, how much can you really take away from a spring game? It's dangerous to call, to to, excuse me, draw conclusions. But on that note, right, there are certain things we all want to see happen and want to see to make us feel good about what's going on in Columbia, what's going on with the football program, what's going on with this football team. So I'm going to talk both offensively and defensively. What I most want to see, let's start offensively, and again, like I said, guys, it's a double-edged sword because I don't just want to see the offense completely dominate the defense all day long. I don't just want to see the defense completely dominate the offense, but offensively, I do want to see some explosiveness on that side of the ball with specifically Spencer Rattler at the helm. I want to see the Gamecocks have success offensively with Spencer Rattler in the center. I mean, this dude, you brought him in for a reason. You brought him in to improve the offensive side. You brought him in. You were 116th in the country last year in offense right? Spencer Rattler should be the game changer for you. Now, he needs his players around. He needs his playmakers running to help him, but I want to see some explosiveness. Let's see some big plays, man. I mean, this offense just lacked that way too much. a year ago. with a guy like Spencer Rattler, you hope the downfield passing game has improved. The passing game as a whole you hope has improved. I'm just really excited to see him conduct the offense, be the leader of the offense. And, again, let's see some big plays. Let's see some explosiveness. Again, we all know fans want to see that. We want to see Spencer Rattler throw a couple of touchdowns So again offensively. I just want to see – it doesn't have to be all game. I'm not saying Spencer Rattler's got to throw for 400 yards, but let's see some glimpses of that explosiveness and just what this offense could be this fall with him at the helm. And then defensively, guys, what I'm most looking forward to and what I most want to see, I should say, is, again – Run defense was the problem. And also getting to the quarterback, you didn't do it enough. I want to see athleticism on the defensive front. I, I want to see this defensive front flying around. You know, Jimmy Lindsey crawls on the creatures. Well, let's see more of that. Let's see a guy like Jordan Strawn ball out. Let's see Let's see Jordan Birch and Zach Pickens and TJ Sanders and Tonka Hemingway and Keen Green and others. Let's see these dudes, you know, show us something. Terrell Dawkins, you know what I mean? I, I want to see that athleticism up front. I want to be able to get a glimpse and say, you know what? That right there shows me, I think we should be better stopping the run. So again, that athleticism up front, what I want to see defensively. And like I said, guys, offensively, I want to see some explosiveness on that side of the ball, specifically when Spencer Rattler is under center. So again, hey, guys, that is my full breakdown of tomorrow night's Garnet and Black spring game and I want to hear from you what are you most looking forward to what are your top storylines which players are you most excited to watch who do you think the standout will be and what do you most want to see from the team tomorrow night under the lights at Williams Bryce Stadium and guys I cannot wait to be in the building it's going to be a blast it's going to be so much fun cannot wait to hang out with you all and interact with you all tomorrow is just going to be a magical day from start to finish and again I absolutely cannot wait for it to culminate in kickoff tomorrow night, seven o'clock. And if you can't be there, be there, SEC Network Plus. But I highly, highly encourage you guys, if you can, come on out to Willie really B. Going to be one heck of a time. And again, guys, it's going to be content bleeding out the eyeballs as we break it all. Down, Guys, we got news and notes and your questions to get into. Before we do that, I want to say about our latest partner and sponsor. Of course, I'm talking the best real estate agent, the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. I'm talking Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker. And guys, the proof is the numbers. This team has helped over 250 families last year. They work with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. Now, guys, they do premium advertising to sell your home faster with high-quality pictures and video. And last year, they sold homes for on average 5.4% more than the competition. Now, guys, right now, we're in a seller's market, but Marissa is able to get buyers a contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure that you make it to the closing table without a hitch. Guys, give Marissa a call today, 803 803- 406 1800 That's 803-406-1800. Also, go like her Facebook page, at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. Again, guys, be sure to check out Marissa Kennedy Realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Colwell Banker, the best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. And when you do, be sure to tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you guys one quick note. And this is something we will dive into a lot more over the next few weeks, over the course of the offseason. Win bets, W-Y-N-N, win bets dropping. The first official, at least that I've seen, over under projected win total for South Carolina football this fall. They have the Gamecocks listed at six, over under six wins for the upcoming season. Now, as I told you all before on the Daily Crow and throughout content, I think six and a half is the perfect number six feels a little low just because it's hard for me to comprehend that South Carolina could win less than six games this year I mean if you go five and seven with the players you've added I think we'd all agree that would be an abysmal abysmal result when you compare that to what the expectations are and were so the over under six, take it for what it's worth. These numbers will probably move and they'll probably change a lot, but that is what win bets had you at. Also guys, the ESPN FPI did drop yesterday, which is it a meaningless poll? Yes. But guys, again, it's the middle of April. We're taking any football content we can get. Um, Gamecocks ranked 45th in the preseason ESPN FBI, which, you know what, I think is fair. I mean, it is what it is. It's the preseason FBI. Who really cares? But the Gamecocks, guys, you want respect. Go out and win games. That's what you got to do. You got to go win games. Bottom line, point blank. Um. All right, guys, let's dive into your listener questions, and we're going to get out of here on a Friday. Let's start. JG803 says, I want to see how good those new wide receivers we got are. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree, man. We added players. Um, I'm excited to see all those newcomers, but especially those on the outside at the wide receiver position. Marshall underscore went 18 says, looking forward to seeing Rattler, of course, indeed. Uh, Trev McIntyre says, who will have a better connection, Rattler and Wells or Rattler and Van? It's just really tough to say because it depends on the individual guys. I, listen, I think both are going to make a, a major impact. I mean, I'll, I'll say right now Van is still wide receiver one because you can't discount, obviously, what the dude did last year. And you'd think certainly the addition of Rattler is going to help Josh Van out tremendously. But, uh, I mean, it's a great problem to have, man. you got two really explosive players on the outside. Should help us out a ton. Um, Austin, Junior score 45, says, excited to see Lloyd. It feels like he's poised for a breakout season at 100% healthy. I agree. I'm really excited to see him in the spring game tomorrow night. Um, MD Loncon says, what has DK Joyner's role become? Well, I don't think he's going to play in the spring game tomorrow, but I think he's just sort of a Swiss army knife. I think they're going to use him all over. He's still at the wide receiver position, but you got to think, man, after the bowl game, they're going to use him in many, many different ways. Um, And then finally, MD Loncon says, are we better off running or passing the ball? Well... I think a lot of that depends on the offensive line, but you got to run the ball. I mean, you you just have to. You're not going to be able to throw the ball 50 times a game and win. So you got to be able to run the ball at least to some degree. Again, run the football, stop the run. It doesn't matter how much this game changes. You got to be able to run the football, bottom line. So again, appreciate the listener questions, guys. Again, we'll be taking many more throughout the weekend. I think we'll probably do that yet again for the Monday show because the game's Saturday night. But uh, yeah. Really, really good stuff. And, guys, I appreciate all your questions, your commentary. I appreciate all your love and support, man, throughout the entire week, another successful week. And, like I said, it's Big Gamecock Week in the city. I'm so fired up to get in Williams-Rice Stadium tomorrow night, also being at baseball, being at the tailgate, the concert, man, and most of all, seeing you all and hanging out with you and talking Gamecocks. And, and uh, dude, it's just going to be a blast. I, mean, I, I know we're all excited. It's going to be an absolute blast in Columbia South, and I cannot wait to partake in it all with you guys hey appreciate you all tuning in thank you so much again for the continued love and support have a fantastic weekend we'll see you under the lights at willie b tomorrow night y'all take care and we'll talk to you on monday